0: On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, could the Eagles be bringing back an old friend at the tight end position? Plus, an update on Shaq Leonard. Deshaun Jackson retired. we got to send off an Eagles legend. LOE 3 for Eagles 49ers. All that and more on this Friday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles. Your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's a Friday edition of the show right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Louis DiBiase. Joined, as always. By Gino Camilleri, a jam-packed edition of the show. Obviously, we have some more Eagles 49ers talk. A massive matchup this Sunday, which Gino, I thought, got even bigger after the Cowboys got a big win on Thursday mm-hmm. night against the Seattle Seahawks. An amazing back-and-forth shootout, but that put Dallas at 9-3. and three. Dak Prescott's looking incredible. They have the Cowboys in a few weeks, so this game got all that more important For the Eagles, though, Gino, it does look like they could still be bringing in some more help. The NFL trade deadline, it's been weeks removed. They made their big trade of getting Kevin Byard. They even brought in Julio Jones. But those veterans that are kind of getting buyouts now and looking to hop on teams and try to get that one last ring, that's a trend that's going on in the league right now. Shaq Leonard was waived from the Colts last week. He met with the Eagles on Wednesday. And now an old friend, Zach Ertz, has been granted his release from the Arizona Cardinals. He has to clear waivers, but... That's a reunion, not just from a nostalgic perspective, right? I mean, I just think from an actual schematic and fit on the field, I think the Eagles should be all in on bringing Zach Ertz back.
1: Isn't it ironic that just about a month ago, right before the trade deadline, I said, imagine if there's just some NBA-like buyout period. And over the last week and a half, we have seen that. And Marcus Peters over in Vegas got bought out as well. That's just another player that, it seems that guys that are vested veterans have some sort of power if they're on a bad team to get out of that situation, which one is great for the players. And two, it's great for teams like the Philadelphia Eagles, Lou, because it isn't just a nostalgic thing, like 100 no. percent bringing back 86 would be great. I got three Zach Ertz jerseys sitting in my closet right now two of which are my wife's. She loves him because she's her favorite player ever. I think a lot of people would feel the same way, but at the same time, they do not trust anybody at the tight end position outside of Dallas not. Goddard. And they're justified and in that feeling. 100%. Albert O has been arguably one of the biggest whiffs on it, not whiffs on a trade. You didn't really give Albert up much zero. For him, but we should be calling him, yeah, Albert zero. There you go. He has made Terrible next but. to zero impact. Jack Stoll has been the only one who's been a saving grace. Grant Calcaterra, it's more of the comparatively injury. speaking, sure. Yeah, compar- <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been the only one that's done anything in the receiving game, and he's he's a good blocker. You got to give him that. Yeah. They use
0: him a lot, and but he's not Zach Ertz, right? No, I mean, he's, look, he's even he's not. Ertz at this age with the injuries, and he's definitely slowed down. His hands still, I think, are more reliable than anything you have at the position. And I'd say even at wide receiver, I think he's an upgrade over what you have in Julio Jones right now, in Quez Watkins. OZ has made some splash plays, but not nearly as consistent as maybe we would like. So I think he would be instantly your fourth target in this offense. And it brings
1: an element that you truly haven't had. You've seen more 21 personnel over the last couple yeah. of weeks where you've seen, two running backs on the field at once. And I, I saw one of the Eagles beat reporters coined it pony personnel. I love that two running backs on the field. You're in pony. You haven't seen that 12, tw- 12 personnel that you saw in 2018, 2019 for a while for a good reason. You have very good, good wide receivers, yeah. but at the same time, I think it's an added element that you've seen teams that you have played New England earlier on this season where they had those two guys that could really dominate space and I think Zach Ertz he is not the same player as Dallas Goddard that's why they were a really good complement for each other because the old adage on Zach was no yak Ertz and he is more of a possession style fine space he's so smart as a route runner to have somebody like that with how good Jalen Hurts has been as an anticipatory thrower on top of having that element with Dallas Goddard on top of bringing the element of 12 personnel. So you have another change of pitch like that 21 as you get down the road that more teams are going to have to account for when they are watching tape. I think it's a no lose situation if you can get him, and right now it's looking like he's going to have to be susceptible to waivers. So we'll see around four.
0: Is it today? Do do they go through on Friday? Today, yep, on Fridays at four PM. Money though, too. I I was thinking to myself, like, there's no way he's going to clear because a team like the Baltimore Ravens would claim him, right? They don't have Mm -hmm. Mark Andrews anymore for the year. They're a contender. It would make so much sense, but. You'd have to be willing to claim him on waivers. You're going to take on over $2 million this year and then I think 11 next year, so it's over a $13 million commitment. And I just don't think any team for even what Zach Ertz could still do for you in a stretch run. I don't think any team's willing to do that, even a team like Baltimore or Philadelphia. So if he has his pick of the litter, I don't know, like Ertz, yes, I think his opportunities would be more plentiful in Baltimore, a team like the Ravens or mm-hmm. I don't know, another contender as well that you could think of, but For me, I just don't think he could pass up the opportunity of the story of coming back to the Eagles, potentially winning another ring when he kind of just missed out on this run, right? He was traded at the 2021 deadline, and he was kind of that fifth guy in the OGs, right, of Kelsey, Lane, Mm -hmm. Cox, Graham, and he just missed out on that run. So if it's up to Ertz, I don't know if he could pass up on coming back here, even though he would be a backup this time.
1: And the way I look at it, too, is if you look at Shaq Leonard – If you look at that contract situation, nobody wanted to take it on. They wanted to have that opportunity to negotiate. And the way I look at it is that might be an advantage for Philadelphia. If he did make it through waivers, what would be Lou? What would be the only team that he's going to renegotiate that $11 million Oh, with?
0: it would only be with Philadelphia. He's
1: not going to go to Baltimore and be like, oh, I'll just cut you well, he a, even a said team-friendly deal.
0: He was interviewed in Arizona last year at the Super Bowl and talking about, obviously, he's going to retire an Eagle. And he said the question is just whether I'm going to play for them again or not. So this has always been on his mind. And that's awesome to see. Again, it just shows how much he loved playing here because, you know, he could have had some... Bad feelings towards his team, right? They Mm -hmm. chose Dallas Goddard. They were both still very good when Ertz was traded, and they were both in contract years. Ertz played on that other contract that he was severely underpaid, if you look at his past production, and he still loves coming to Philadelphia, loves being a part of this team, wants to retire here. I think that says a lot, and so I think he definitely wants to be a bird again, and if he has the opportunity, I think he would. Again, if he has a choice, I think he would pick Philly.
1: If he makes it through waivers today, I think yeah. it's not a matter of when, but or not not a matter of yeah, if boy. but when I agree. when he becomes a Philadelphia Eagle. And I think it would be a, a very nice ad for you at this point in the season. Yeah. And I can't believe that this buyout period just became a thing. That I jokingly said that on one show before we did yeah, the dude, trade deadline like the thing that and now it's here. To,
0: the fact that you might be able to add Shaq Leonard and Zach Ertz. Yeah,
1: multiple all pro pro bowlers at this point weeks in the season. Into the
0: season. Yeah. And look with Shaq Leonard, again, Hot, hot and cold with that. There's some injury concerns there. It looks like um, Zach Cunningham, though. I was saying I don't really need him if Zach Cunningham's out only for a week or two. But mm-hmm. the hamstring strain, we're not sure about the severity, and you can't afford to rely on Christian Ellis for multiple weeks. So if that is the case, I'm still in on the Shaq Leonard signing. So yeah, you know, if you could get one or the other, I'd prefer Ertz. But if you can bring in both, I mean, that's huge. Last year you got Linval Joseph and Donnegan Sue. This year you get Julio Leonard and Ertz. Like. Again, they're not going to be guys you need, but it's not bad to have those players on your team, even at the age they're at.
1: If you look at the Texas Rangers and the MLB, they just mysteriously got max scherzer in the middle of the season you're like oh okay that's why they won the super or, or the super bowl my goodness the world series and it's teams that are just able to find ways to continue to acquire good talent and this is an opportunity that hopefully it continues as a trend moving forward i really like this as power to the players like allow these guys to go and ring chase i think it's yeah. they see it, it in the nba the
0: other teams too like why yeah. are you holding on to them if you're bad yeah why
1: does league arizona league? have any need no. to keep well, they, there. Like, they
0: don't need zackers anymore and they have a young tight end in Trey McBride, so yeah. Right, the
1: writing's on the wall as well. Yeah. I think it's great for player empowerment, and at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams negotiate this tighter cap in the middle of the season as well, that yeah. if teams do claim him on waivers, how does that go about, or is it more of like the Shaq Leonard type of trend, where they're just going to respect these veterans, he wants to go to a contender, so like, let's say a bottom third team claims him, he's not going to be happy, like, does he even report? Yeah.
0: Does he just no, retire he probably, at that point? He's probably telling teams, "Do not, I'm not playing for you if, if you're right. not in the playoff hunt. And I'm not I, going I teams to Vegas. Are smart. Teams are smart. Vegas is not going to claim Ertz with that kind of money, again, with the player he is right now. So, again, I think it's great that the Eagles don't need 12 personnel anymore like they mm-hmm. did when they had Goddard and Ertz. But, you know, it would be nice to have that luxury of getting to use that personnel package at least somewhat and have oh, the yeah. defense be a little concerned they could still throw the football. And you don't have that threat with Jack Stahl. This version of Zach Ertz, I think you could still have that threat. So, i'm all in on that reunion so is gino let us know what you guys think on twitter at locked on birds at dibiase and at gc24 underscore football it's funny that we're talking reunions today because deshaun jackson just retired as well gino we got to send off an eagles legend coming up next right here on the Locked On eagles podcast today's episode of the lockdown eagles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. as the weather gets colder the nfl offers stay hot on FanDuel. Speaking of hot, I'm on fire. LOE 3 through FanDuel. I went 3-0 and last week. We got some more FanDuel bets for you in segment 3. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So just take the Eagles to win. You would have hit 10 times out of 11 this year. That's 150 bucks back if your team, and they're going to The Eagles get a win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including, of course, money lines. you got spreads, player props, over-unders, all that and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, exciting news. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, this segment's going to definitely tug on the heartstrings a little bit because my favorite player of all time, and I think a lot of Eagles fans' favorite player, has called it a career. Deshaun Jackson retires after 15 seasons. He actually just met with the Eagles media about an hour ago, and man, it's crazy. This is the first time, Gino. I feel really like I'm getting older, right? As a as a football mm-hmm. fan, because I'll remember 2008, and again, this shows my age. I'm only 26, but. I remember in 2008 watching the NFC Championship game at Bounce Magic at a at a birthday party, and I, I pulled up a chair at the TV watching DJx score that deep touchdown to give them the lead with just a few minutes to go to potentially get to a Super Bowl. And it feels like just yesterday, me and you were on this podcast in 2019 talking about a reunion where he's the missing piece for Carson Wentz. And even before that, me and you went years of talking about potentially bringing him back. So to now be sending him off and his career is over, it just shows how... Time flies, but this was one of the most exciting players in NFL history, and I think personally he's a Hall of Famer. And uh, I'm just glad he celebrated with the Eagles today and on Sunday he's the honorary captain.
1: I'm about to turn 30, and that was the first, one of the first few moments where I'm like, man, time is really flying. Yeah. And I even think like now, when
0: Shady retires, it's different because he's a running back, and right? Retired right. early. This, first, this is the one that really hit me.
1: Yeah, there were moments like seeing Donovan retire, of course. Like I yeah. mean, the, even for me, they though, were older at that point, and. Yeah. I, By the time I was an Eagles fan, Donovan had already graduated out of college. I mean, I remember watching Deshaun at Cal. And it's like, you watch, you talk about like the great highlight tapes. Watch his Cal highlight
0: tape. That thing will keep you interested. The only thing that can match Tavon Austin's West Virginia highlight reel is DJX at Cal.
1: Yeah. And like the John Wall high school tape. Like it's the same type of thing. And and I remember sitting in my dad's restaurant. This is when he got drafted, uh, it was 2008 just bought a restaurant like we're trying to work and I'm like 13 years old working at this restaurant I just remember going to the back watching this tube tv and seeing Deshaun in that ugly brown vest waiting in the second round just waiting for the Eagles to pick him Trevor Laws goes two picks before him the Eagles get him and it just felt like they got somebody that really resonated with the with the identity of Philadelphia man you hear his story and his backstory and we know what that all that BS that was written about him back in the day. But I mean, dude, the dude grinded and like his only way out was football. And he wasn't the prototypical six foot five guy. And he was saying no. that today. He's like, I just had to lean into what I knew. And he's like, I'm little, yep. I'm fast, and I can outrun people. And if I can continue to do that throughout my career, he's going to put together performances like you saw in that 2008 champ- NFC championship game. And that one just passed from Mike Vick on the quick out. And he just takes Dallas. it and yeah. goes against Dallas and falls back into the end zone. And even the plays from Carson Wentz—it's like those little moments where it all tied yeah. together. And he—he he, to me, when it when Brian Dawkins left, I was trying to find that next like who is the identity of of Philadelphia. And it, it really yeah. felt Deshaun. It really felt like I'm gonna crap talk you all game and I'm going to go and back it up and it felt really the identity of why we loved this team for so long
0: and it's why he kicked our butt for so long (laughs) afterwards because he was so upset that Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly got rid of him unjustifiably so. And I think that's why he came back. Because even though Chip got rid of him, he still loved Philadelphia so much that when Mm -hmm. Chip was gone, he wanted to be an Eagle again. In 2016, he said, I might come home. And then, you know, or I think it was, yeah, 2016. And he eventually comes back three years later. So, yeah, he loved being an Eagle. And I don't know how he wasn't one of your favorite players. This was one of the most electric players in the history of sports. I've never seen, I mean, there's only so many players, Gino, that could just change the game with one touch of the Mm -hmm. football. I mean, all it took was one ball. And, like, you know, what one receiver needs eight catches for, he could do with one reception. And that was just such a lethal weapon to have. Like, you know, what you see with Tyreek Hill now in Miami, that's what the Eagles had for a very long time. And I think he is a Hall of Famer. to, to me, if you're the greatest of all time at something, you should be in Canton. And he, to mm-hmm. me, is the greatest deep threat of all time. The most 60 plus yard touchdown receptions. He's second in 50 plus yard touchdown receptions, just a few behind Jerry Rice. He's one of the greatest punt returners ever. Like, my my definition of a Hall of Famer is, can you tell the story of football without this guy? Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can tell the story of the NFL without Deshaun Jackson.
1: Is Devontae Smith a Philadelphia Eagle today without... Deshaun Jackson setting the precedent of an undersized wide receiver who's faster, can attack right. the ball, can run routes. And he was asked was that question say, man, in his press conference.
0: As a route runner, he became an elite route runner later in his career. People give credit for that.
1: Go back on this show. That's why we wanted to bring him back. We were yes. saying, like, what does this offense need? It's somebody that could just get in and out of their routes, just yes. sink their hips faster than anybody. And you go back and watch his highlights, like, why was he such a great deep threat? Dude, he's separating seven yards past guys, and all yeah. you had to do was put that in a bucket and Is Tyreek Hill even a thought for Andy Reid if he didn't have Deshaun Jackson? That's
0: a great point, yeah.
1: Does he have a guy that has never been tested separating against man-to-man, really, and just as uses speed and transforms said player into, like you're saying, somebody who can transform the game? And you can't tell the history of football without him, and you definitely can't tell the history of the Philadelphia Eagles without him because you're talking about some of the greatest moments of all time from this guy. I mean, you're talking about the NFC championship game where he's a rookie and he puts that team on his back and brings them back into the game. And the miracle at the Meadowlands. Of hearing course, his story. Yeah. Did you hear his story today that he said he fumbled it on purpose? Oh, he's yeah. like, I did it on purpose so I could just change. The I don't know if I believe
0: go. him, but it did allow oh. him to take a step he's, back.
1: He's smart, man. He's no that's dummy. I think that's bold. Today. If
0: that's what he did though. I mean, that's an incredible story if it is true, but even like, I mean, Gino, you know, yeah, there was just so many huge moments. I Monday, think night football, me, first, Monday night football football game Washington first
1: play of the game just demoralizing
0: like if you're a defense again he could there could be times where he touched the football one or two times and had like three targets but he could make a huge impact because defenses were that terrified of him beating you deep that it would open up so much for the rest of the offense and so i think that's why the eagles wanted him back for so long they never were able to truly replace him and they're just finally replacing that talent of receiver with aj brown mm-hmm and Devontae Smith. So I think if you remove AJ and Devontae, outside of Harold, Car- Harold Carmichael, like if I'm doing a wide receiver around Mount Rushmore for the birds, like DJx is the second guy I think of. Even He's got to be on there. I mean, Tommy McDonald, Mike Quick, like D-Jax is number two for me, and you can make the argument for number one.
1: That 2013 offense was something that really also revolu- revolutionized the sport. Like it really was revolutionizing what was going on in football at that time, and a lot of it had to do with number 10 and I know he's nine year, eight years older than me, but like I felt like super proud hearing him talk today and like just hearing his evolution of like,
0: yeah, dude, were so much press conferences from like 2011 it was just very different.
1: Yeah, it, it was. And dude, he got so much nonsense written about him and yeah. like, he never had any ill will towards the city of Philadelphia because he always he just had that connection and he knew that that like we cared about him he knew that yeah. Andy cared about him he knew that howie cared about him he knew that jeffrey cared about him and those are the things that when we talk about the special moments in philadelphia eagles history yeah. that the the talking heads will never be able to replicate like something yeah, that i hope Eagle. I hope that is resonating through this microphone and through YouTube right now is when you heard him talk today, you felt exactly what he was feeling. You felt those moments. You felt how proud he was to don the winged helmet each and every
0: week. I think he's a prime example of the value of like drafting a kid and then watching him grow up with your team and becoming a star, like homegrown talent. You know, that's not the only way to build a roster, but it truly is more enjoyable seeing Mm -hmm. a guy become a star when he's the guy that you picked, right? I think that's why it's so special the bond they have with Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletch and Lane. And we talked about Zach Ertz in segment one. Like D.Jax was one of those guys too. And I really wish he could have had the confetti fall on him in Philly. I was really hoping one Mm -hmm. day that could happen. But I will say, like, there were some incredible moments. And for me, honestly, my favorite one was actually the second stint, which was very disappointing because he just could not stay healthy. But that week one in 2019, I'll never forget it, where he has eight catches for over 150 yards two deep touchdowns, the reason you win that game. And it's like, again, for so many years, we kept saying, he's the missing piece, he's the missing piece. And then to see him in his first game come back and confirm that was just, and it felt like you were a kid again, because it was years since you had seen him in midnight green doing those plays. And it's like, I feel like I'm a 12-year-old all over again. So that that to me, there's so many D-Jack moments, but that was number one for me is 2019.
1: Maybe his greatest moment was saying today in his press conference that, he just sewered Carson Wentz. He's like, I was lobbying for Jalen Hurts yeah, when Carson Wentz was in eleven.
0: There. Well, isn't it crazy? Like He has caught touchdowns. His last touchdown, pretty cool, was from Jalen Hurts. That dude mm-hmm. touched 70-plus yards against the Cowboys 2020. But that dude caught touchdowns from Donovan McNabb, Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Carson Does Wentz, has he got a Jalen Kafka Hurts. in there? I don't gotta think a he, cap. Cap. he has a Vince Young touchdown though. Oh yeah. That, yes, that there's got to be one comprendre. random in there So almost sure. every notable Eagles quarterback you can think of, he caught touchdowns from. It's kind of crazy.
1: In the 21st century, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell the story of Philadelphia Eagles football without him. He's going to be in the rafters of Lincoln Financial Field and whatever stadium is to come after that. And... I hope he gets that gold jacket because I'm with you, Lou. He he yeah. deserves it. He, I don't
0: know if he will, but he, I think he, he
1: revolutionized it. the deep game. I mean, how I many remember. of the, the Tyler Lockets of the world? Like, how many of these guys are players without Deshaun Jackson? That right. wasn't a, that wasn't a position. No. That wasn't a position, wasn't. and he came in and changed the game. It was so unlike anything we had seen. We had Todd Pinkston and James Thrash, and we drafted Reggie Brown a couple of years before that, and you're like, this
0: is disgusting. And then, like, they went into that purgatory after T.O., and d Jax was the guy that kind of brought them back out of that receiver hell.
1: It was. It was a paradigm change. It allowed them to bring in Jeremy. It allowed them to bring in LaShawn, and yeah. they had some of the most fun offenses I think we'll ever remember. Yeah, as Eagles not fans. a lot of
0: playoff success, man, but one of the most exciting Eagles teams I think there will ever be.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched that highlight tape that they put out on the Philadelphia Eagles YouTube page yesterday. That was great. That was great. Then I went down and found all of his 60 yard touchdowns and was doing that forever. And you could get lost in the lore. And those are things that makes this great is because we can go back to our beginning at lockdown and it was tied to him and our youth was tied to him. And there were so many moments tied to him. And I'm sure there's people that felt that way about Reggie and Harold and going back to jaws and, it's just cool. I I love this team, and I yep. love the guys who have played in the winged helmet. It, it makes me really appreciate moments like All today.
0: Right, right. Can't believe it, but Deshaun Jackson retires 15 years, an incredible career in the NFL, especially with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's get back to 2023, though. Coming up next, Eagles 49ers this Sunday. We got player props for you right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast.
1: Before we do that, before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at Game Time. Game Time, if you don't know what it is by now, what are you doing? They're out there giving you the most seamless way to acquire tickets. You could see, if you're watching on YouTube, I am donned in my Oregon garb. There's a lot of Ducks fans that are in Vegas. Let's just say you're in Vegas right now. You don't have a ticket to the game. Well, I'm going to hook you up. Go and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off your first purchase. If you want to go and take in what is going to be a playoff like environment this weekend at the link, make sure you go to Game Time to get the seamless and most easiest, and I would say carefree, because you're not going to care about having. Anything in front of you besides fun at that game. When you go to game time, you get those tickets. You see the seat. You say, all right, this is my view. I'm going to go there and get the same exact view that they show you. Once again, locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase over at game time. And we thank game time for sponsoring this episode of LOE. All right,
0: Eagles fans. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're wrapping up a Friday edition of the show. One final podcast before Eagles Niners. This Sunday, and Gino, it's time for LOE3, which is always presented by FanDuel, the official sports book of the NFL, and the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is going to be a good game. I just, again, the bets are going to be interesting because it could be raining on Sunday. The Eagles have had some ups and downs on offense the last few weeks, but they've blown up in the second half. It's like, I could see this game being a shootout like it was Eagles-Bills, but I could also see it be a dogfight like Eagles-Chiefs.
1: That's why I hate doing score predictions and I won't because I if we real. could do exactly what you said and predict which way this game is going to go, I would be in Vegas bankrupting, bankrupting casinos. I wouldn't bankrupt the FanDuel Sportsbook because we love them and appreciate them. But you're right, man. Like this could be a dogfight where it's 10 to 3 and you win on a last minute, just go ahead, touchdown, or it's 37 to 34 like the last game was and you're barely squeaking it out. But I think – you are going to have to get more out of your wide receivers than you did last year in this exact game because DeAmador Lenore and Traverius Ward did a pretty good job shutting down Devontae and AJ in that game.
0: Yeah. And I do think at the same time they were winning a lot in that game. Jalen wasn't healthy. So True. I don't think all of that was on AJ and Devontae, but it's going to be a battle for sure on both sides of the ball. So let's take a look at our three bets each presented by FanDuel. So I I'm heating up, Gino. I went three and oh last week. I'm, climbing out of that hole 15 and 18 we're both we're both in the positives now with our unit shares um you went one and two so let's try to keep it rolling here eagles niners and let's start with our first bets we both have a jalen hurts bet you have an anytime touchdown score which i love get on the board like that is the best advice honestly is this bet which we don't do a lot here because it's almost so obvious but we're trying to win our listeners money and this is the bet to do i mean he always scores rushing touchdowns i think i'm just gonna have to do
1: I'm going to have to do this like an offense. I'm going to have to have a flat, an intermediate, and a yeah, deep shot. Up. This, this is us. my flat route. Like I know it's yes. going to be there. It's my <laughs> check down. Jalen's yeah. probably going to cash. You're not going to win a lot of money, but you're going to keep yourself afloat. But you're going to be in the
0: positives. Yeah, I agree. This,
1: this might be one, too, Lou, where you're deep in the red zone, and you're not even at the one. But San Fran, they want to send a lot of pressure, and Jalen just a low zone read. They send the pressure a little too far. They overrun the pocket. Jalen could have a a walk-in touchdown like he did last week against Buffalo to walk it off. But at the same time, they're going to have opportunities in the red zone, and they've been effective. They've been 100%. And who has it been on the back of? Number one.
0: I'm going to take Jalen Hurts to have over... I'm going to do a parlay here for my first bet. Jalen Hurts over 239.5 receiving, or I should say passing yards. Brock Purdy the under on 254.5. I've been saying all week, I think the big difference in this matchup is Hurts over Purdy, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Or, yeah, money... Yeah, did I say that right?
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Plus plus
0: 238, I'm going to take Hurts again. The over on 239.5, Purdy the under on 254.
1: Weather. Brock Purdy in the rain... Just yep. go look at the record. It's and Jalen showed
0: the last two weeks he can throw in the rain when he gets hot.
1: He could throw in monsoons. Those he had conditions were terrible. the most improbable
0: of his career in conditions like that last week.
1: Most improbable touchdown.
0: Touchdown, completion. my bad. Okay, touchdown. that makes he sense.
1: Three more that I actually which saw is one of the top three, the, the Moss over um, right. Patrick Surtain in, in Denver, yeah. which is pretty crazy. But, no, I'm, I'm with you there, Lou. I think Jalen is just going to continue to throw this ball. I think... Those yards, a lot of them might be picked up through that yards after the catch area, especially with Dallas Goddard coming back. He should be he practicing Huge, today. He's
0: practicing today, yep.
1: There you go. Get that ball out quick. Don't allow Jalen to get hit, which is going to be something that is going to be a big issue if they continue to allow him to hold that ball for three point x amount of seconds. But yeah. I don't think he's going to shy away from chucking this thing on the field.
0: My second bet is with A.J. Brown. I think he's going to bounce back. He's been quiet the last few weeks. It's been the Devontae Smith show. Defenses are really, I think, honing in on stopping number 11. But I think he bounces back. The Eagles are going to, I think, have a more conceded effort of getting him the football. I'm going to go the over on five and a half receptions at minus 138. And then you have a combo bet here of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to combine for 200 plus receiving yards at plus 480. And again, I, I like these bets. Yes, they were quiet in the NFC title, but I think it was more of a circumstance thing than it was actual execution from our top two receivers.
1: This is my post out right here. This is where I'm going deep. And I was just looking at the sports book and I'm seeing the odds on AJ going for 90 and it's like plus 115. And I'm looking at Devontae and it's like plus 170. It's like, why not just combine these two? They have been your big two. They've been the reason you have won the last four games, if you think about it. And like you said, I expect them to make a more conceited effort to try and push that football down the field. And especially Brock playing all four quarters, if they're putting up points, you're going to have to as well. And that's really been the outcome, man. And I think San Fran's going to score because if Christian Ellis and Ben Van Summeren are one of your linebackers out there, they're going to put points up, but you're going to have to go and shoot out as well. And, you're going to have to take advantage, and I think those guys, yards after the catch, do what San Fran does so good, and that's yards after the catch. I think use their own medicine against you. I think those guys are primed for a big day.
0: And then we both have one final bet here. DeAndre Swift, we're taking receiving bets here. We both have the over on 17 and a half receiving yards. I parlayed it as well with over 2.5 receptions, which is at plus 106. Your bet's at minus 114. I just, I don't know, Gino. Like, they keep giving Swift these low receiving numbers on FanDuel, and I'm going to keep hammering them. Last year, I kept trying it with Miles Sanders, and it never worked. But Swift has had some explosive plays through the air the last few weeks. And, again, he just needs three catches to hit this parlay for me. And, I don't know, I think one catch can go for over 17 and a half. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that every day.
1: I think one thing that Bryant Johnson wants to get back to this week is going back to that Kansas City game. How for, How far and how quickly up the field – that front got how successful were those DeAndre Swift screens getting that ball out quick and allowing just your offensive line to pull out there and get in space I think they try to utilize that as well one player that they're going to have to eliminate somehow is Fred Werner I say try and get Jason Kelsey or one of those guys up to the second level to try and get him out of the way try and make him miss let your guys get to the second level I think it's Whoever dominates space this game, whoever takes it away on defense and whoever owns it on offense is going to win this game. It's going to be fun. NFL, you're welcome once again. And I have one final quote, and this is from FanDuel. They just put out a tweet right before this. It was Dak versus Jalen. Who can win the MVP? I said this, the Heisman race will probably be settled tonight in the Pac-12 championship between Michael Penix and Bo Nix, and I would assume that the MVP race is decided in eight days from now when the Philadelphia Eagles go and take on the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Got some big matchups coming up. We start with Eagles 49ers this Sunday. We've got the post game show coming up for you right after the game, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On Eagles wherever you get the show and on YouTube as well. Speaking of YouTube, guys, Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, so make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports today. They're here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league that's going to do it for today's edition of locked on Eagles for Gino Camilleri I'm Lou DiBiase signing off as always thank you for downloading thank you for watching and listening and let's go birds fly Eagles fly